Hi, I'm John Hickey. Welcome to episode 10 of According to Hickey, a podcast designed to help you get a little bit more out of your day at work and your time at home. After posting last week's episode on communication, how we prefer to communicate, and how others prefer to be contacted, I received lots of feedback about how people prefer to communicate. The overwhelming response was that people prefer text messaging to any other form of communication. The other point that a majority of responders expressed is that they despise voicemail. I'm still trying to wrap my head around this one. I completely understand the progression of technology and the desire for instant communication without human interaction. What amazes me is that voicemail has no place in a world that is progressing to a voice-driven world. You might have expected that voicemail would have made a resurgence and companies like Apple and Verizon would be investing in a new generation of voicemail services. If you consider all of the people who won't even set up a voicemail greeting, I suppose we could have seen it coming. Most people shy away from recording a greeting. They either simply record their name or allow the default greeting that states the phone number and then says, is not available. Think about the last time you set up a greeting, if at all. How many times did you re-record it? The whole process starts out as stressful. No wonder nobody likes it. Without any data to back this up, I think voicemail will resurge in the future, however, not like a current recording, but more like a Snapchat message. For those unfamiliar, a Snapchat message is a short video clip that a user self-records and sends to their friends. Voicemail really hasn't improved in quite some time. Our voicemail boxes fill up even faster, while email boxes become unlimited. Maybe there's something behind the data usage or bandwidth requirement to transmit, store, and replay voicemail recordings that make it such a hassle for cellular providers to keep up with. Is it human nature and the technical life cycle that are killing voicemail? Or are Verizon and AT&T stunting voicemail's progression due to the fact that it's their servers that have to store all of these messages? If we start using WhatsApp and Snapchat to communicate, We'll be consuming more bandwidth and data. However, Snapchat and WhatsApp will be responsible for storing all of those messages on their servers. So when Verizon and AT&T had a hard time upselling users on visual voicemail, which allows users to read their message, maybe they determined that voicemail needs to die, and we're just playing into their hands. Now that's just fun speculation, but hey, you never know. Generally amongst family and friends, text messaging is an absolutely welcome method of communication. Essentially, you want all of your family and friends to be able to contact you immediately. It's great for group chats that mimic the old AOL chat rooms in a private sense. And chats are solid for making plans and even for resolving conflicts. Recently, Text messages have become more acceptable in business as well. Two not-so-recent, but still pretty recent technical advances that propelled text messaging in business are first, unlimited talk and text plans. 
so that we don't have to combat the moral dilemma everyone had about using minutes or messages on someone's personal phone. Do you remember how inconsiderate it was to waste someone's minutes or messages when they weren't reimbursed for their personal phone at work? Let's not bring up waiting until 9 p.m. to call to avoid wasting any time minutes because they got charged for minutes before 9 p.m. I may be dating myself with that one. The other not-so-recent but recent advance in technology that has propelled text messaging is the ability to send and receive text messages while currently on a phone conversation. This, coupled with caller ID, has virtually eliminated both the need to put a call on hold to answer another incoming call and also thwarts off unwanted voicemails because you can engage the caller without answering the call. If you think back a few years, we used to have to wait until our phone call was over before we would receive a text message received during the phone call. In this age of telecommuting and work-at-home employees, everyone seems to always be on a conference call. When you need information fast, now you can shoot a text message to a coworker or to a vendor to get some last-minute information, or simply remind them of the call they need to be on. Those two not-so-recent but recent advances have really helped text messaging play a role in business. There's also a great application we use called Twilio. That's T-W-I-L-I-O. Twilio allows developers to automate text messages as well as other methods of communicating. We've been able to use Twilio to create consumer messaging for e-commerce orders and also an application that receives service calls from customers via a text messages and responds based on the user's response to them. Examples of how everyone is engaging with services via text messages currently is when we receive a text message when an Uber car arrives or when you receive an alert from Netflix via text message. In the near future, you will continue to see businesses interact with their customers via text message. Developers will continue to develop capabilities that will automate conversations to help the customers get the information or service they desire simply by texting back and forth with a robotic system. You're going to love it. Even fewer human beings that you'll ever have to interact with. Now comes the big question. What tolerance will we have for interacting with brands? Since the text message has 100% of everyone's attention, it will soon be acclaimed as the prime space to present your business's offers, messages, and advertisements. Are we ready for that? Are you ready to start getting ads via text message? You may be getting some already. I'm signed up to less than half a dozen text messaging marketing lists. The messages they send are quickly dismissed if I'm busy, or if interesting, I click the link. From a user-slash-personal standpoint, I may be interested in engaging with a handful of brands I like. In due time, as the list of companies I sign up with grows, the amount of interruptions in the day may become a bit intolerable. What's it going to be like when I have to start managing the list of brands I subscribe to? We all know that as soon as we sign up for a few lists, our number is going to be on a list that is sold 
to low-tier brands. This means we're going to need a spam filter for our texts. I can't say I look forward to receiving more advertisements via text message, but as a businessman, I can see the opportunity. People read every single one of their text messages. The emails that Tech to Success sends via MailChimp to our client base and uh, prospects, they have an open rate of 19% on large lists and up to 40% on specifically targeted lists. I know it's not apples to apples, but emails used to have a 100% open rate 20 years ago as well. It's a pretty good opportunity to jump into the text message marketing game if you've got the ability to build a good list of people willing to share their numbers with you. Generally, offering a discount or a freebie in exchange for signups can help you build a solid list of text numbers that can be used to help your business engage with its user base in a really effective manner. Because the text message is very personal and the message will be more impactful than other media, businesses must be diligent in producing meaningful content and engaging offers that will retain your client's attention. We assume that by giving you their text number, the customer has permitted you into their personal space and they will subsequently eliminate you from that space after the first message that does not spark their interest or bothers them. Then they are gone forever. It's a fine line to walk. How will this advancement in text messaging produce advancements in the text messaging apps? I'm speaking about the native texting app on your phone that's directly linked to your phone and phone service. I know that there are other advanced apps already out in the marketplace, but I'm talking about the one that comes with your phone. How will users manage their messages? Do you delete messages after you read them? I've never deleted a text at all. In fact, I find it helpful to see previous messages from the same person before I send a text to them. It reminds me of our last conversation, or it confirms for me that I have the right uh, phone number for that person because in numerous contacts, I have multiple numbers labeled as mobile. My friend Marco claims to delete messages regularly, and he manages his inbox well. It appears as if he's in the minority, but certainly benefiting from diligent management. As businesses start using text messages more, will apps start implementing spam filters like they do in email? We can block numbers, but as the amount of messages received as ads starts to match the personal messages we receive, an automated system for identifying junk may be necessary. If we continue to look at the features email implemented as usage grew, productivity comes to mind. How can we convert a text into a task? Will we be able to send it to a calendar appointment or simply flag it for follow-up? I know I'm going down a path of hypothetical what-ifs as I see text messaging further impacting our business and home life. The answer may just be that text messages are not email, and those productivity features may be simply best handled by complementary applications. Time will tell, but I'm curious how Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, and Google view the growing popularity of text messaging and how they can leverage it for their own benefit. I can tell you that I am actively thinking about how to leverage text message marketing in my businesses. Nevertheless, 
we are definitely not contemplating how to leverage voicemail to market and grow our businesses. As I was researching and preparing for this episode, I came across an interesting post on Facebook by Anthony Campanella, a friend of mine from high school. He posted, quote, If you leave me a voicemail and don't follow up with an email and or text message, you will never get a response. Voicemail is like faxing to me. I gave that nonsense up years ago. That's just the way it is. I can't help being this way. End quote. It's a great post and probably applies to a majority of people. I can't say it's age-related, but it may be. I don't consider guys our age millennials, although some classifications might, depending on what years of birth they use to qualify. It just seems as if voicemail is falling out of favor. And to think, I can remember when we got our first answering machine and how exciting it was that we would never miss a call again. I guess the advancements in caller ID have also reduced the need for voicemail. This week, I've been able to see the number calling me on every call I've received. So if I leave my phone in another room, or if I'm on the other line and miss a call, I can see who I missed and quickly decide to return the call or not, eliminating the need for a message. As a business person, I still value voicemail, especially as the person responsible for business development. The ability to leave a message for people who can't or won't take my call is valuable. This past Thursday, I closed a business opportunity that I left a voicemail once a month for the past three months. When the client called, he said he saved my message. On the flip side, as a business person, I want to give customers and prospective customers the opportunity to contact me in any way they desire. If it were necessary, I would have a carrier pigeon coop on my roof. You want to buy something from me via Pony Express? We'll send the ponies. The irony is that as people desire to speak with each other less often, they prefer to speak to machines more often. Alexa controls all the lights in my office, reminds me when to switch the laundry, and answers all my dumb questions that I have. Siri has been assisting iPhone users for years. Have you ever watched how goofy people look when they're using voice commands to send text messages? It all doesn't have to make sense. I just feel bad for all the girls named Alexa. So at the risk of beating this topic to death, the bottom line is make sure your text messaging game is on point. And if you leave a voicemail for someone and they don't get a response to you, don't take it personally. It isn't. Just shoot them a text instead. As always, I am super grateful that you've taken the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. This week, I've been a bit under the weather, so I appreciate your patience as I continue to learn how to broadcast better, pronounce the words better, and we will keep working on that. The feedback and the advice has been phenomenal. This episode came directly from all of the feedback and comments that I've received from the prior episode, so that is really motivating as we come up with more content. I'd love to know what your ideas are for more content, what's troubling you in your business, your work-life balance. Please send it to me at john at techtosuccess.com. 
And I will see you next time on According to Hickey. Victoria, take us away. Thank you for listening to According to Hickey. We hope you have a better day at work and an even better time at home. Please head over to iTunes or your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. According to Hickey has been brought to you by Tech to Success. For more on how your business can grow by leveraging technology such as cloud hosting, e-commerce, Office 365, Opt Connect connectivity, website design, and internet marketing, visit tech2success.com. Please connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For these links and for show notes, previous episodes, and more information on the podcast, please visit tech2success.com slash podcast. Please join us next time for another episode of According to Hickey.